Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode, we are talking about emotional intelligence and why it's important. We'll cover the five components of emotional intelligence, which are self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Emotional intelligence has helped me in so many aspects of my life, whether it's in your career, a business, your relationships, just any interaction in life involving other people, this will have a drastic impact on those relationships and interactions. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to today's show. I hope everyone's having an amazing day. And today's topic is about emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence and why is it important? So it's been argued that emotional intelligence is equally, if not more, important than your IQ, your intellectual intelligence. And this was a fantastic thing for me to discover um, because really what what they're saying is that um, you don't need to be a brainiac to be successful. You don't need to be super intellectually intelligent to achieve the life you desire, which is amazing because I'm not that crazy, smart, intelligent whiz you know book smarts never came that naturally to me i have to work for it which is fine and i've accepted that i have to put in more work i might have to do more reading than the average person but um i've accepted that but it's it's amazing news to know that emotional intelligence is equally if not more um potent than iq to be successful or to success in your eyes to achieve the life that you desire So emotional intelligence refers to the ability to perceive, control, and evaluate emotions. And this really is just what's beneath the surface. What's going on within yourself, within your emotions, and realizing and understanding what's going on in other people's lives beneath that surface. Um, What's going on with their emotions. And I believe emotional intelligence is the unique mix of using the heart and the mind. It's about processing a situation with your mind and using your thoughts. And at the same time, being able to to utilize and mix in the proper emotions to the situation. So to analyze something in real time with your thoughts, but also connecting your heart, that emotion part, those feelings and combining the two. Not just um, thinking with your head or usually when we think with our head without tying in the emotions part, it's our natural um, programming, that subconscious kicking in our habits of how we would react to that situation. You know, it, it might be someone struggling with something and you just can't understand it because you don't see their side of it. You don't see their perspective. You're not tying in the emotions. You're not utilizing empathy to put yourself in their shoes or even understand what might be going on for someone else. So that that puts up quite a barrier. And um, yeah, it's not necessarily the emotions 
that naturally come up for you personally, but being able to have a higher perspective on the situation. So like I said, you're stepping out to a higher perspective. You're not just instantly reacting with your thoughts. You're tying in the emotions and you're going to a higher perspective in the situation all in real time with practice. Um, So how do we achieve this higher perspective? And we achieve it through the five components of emotional intelligence. And these five components are also stated throughout Daniel Goleman's book called Emotional Intelligence. And he goes in way in depth. It's about a 10 and a half hour audio book that I've listened to a couple times. It might be a bit dry if you're not that interested in the subject, but this stuff really fascinates me, um, mainly because I see the benefits it has on, on my, in my own life, and and the, and I understand the benefits it would have in everybody's life in the realm of what success means to them. Just being able to function in society and function with others, and uh, and also internally and understanding yourself internally in relationships and there's just so much benefit behind it once you can really unpack it really comprehend it and and implement it and it, it, it's a practice you can build your emotional intelligence i would say even easier than um intellectual intelligence I, iq I found it much easier to to grow at a, a fast rate once I really understood these concepts and once I really threw myself at them and started practicing every single day. So the five concepts of emos- emotional intelligence are, number one, self-awareness. As we've talked about many times, it, it's just that key first step of of just so much is awareness and self-awareness the ability to recognize and understand your moods emotions and drives also the ability to be present so all of this is kind of encompassed under self-awareness self-awareness is a loaded word because it means so much and there's so much behind it and there's so much room for improvement in this self-awareness. It's, it's something we can continually grow and expand on, which is insane. And once we learn how to actually do this, man, does it start to really change things in your life. And, and it helps you to really figure things out and, and navigate through your obstacles, problems and, and, and shoot for your desires and, and goals. So that's number one, self-awareness. Number two is self-regulation. And self-regulation is the ability to control or redirect disruptive impulses and moods. So the ability or tendency to think before you act. Control yourself against what might normally trigger you. So this is, um, again, this kind of happens in real time, but when you're when there's that disruptive mood or that impulse or something that triggers you, self-regulation is being able to say, "Oh, this is really bothering me here," and uh, you know, I wanna, I wanna lash out or I wanna react or I wanna do what I've normally done all the time, my whole life, based on my subconscious programming, you know. But self-regulation is having that ability to control those natural instinctive reactions. And controlling yourself to redirect it in a more positive manner. And later in the podcast, we'll go over some natural um, emotional default states that normally will will hit us. And I'll explain some, some counter punches to those. 
So the third concept of emotional intelligence is motivation or self-motivation. The ability to see internal drives that go beyond money and status. Um, and this is to lean on our values to motivate us, not external things, but what's inside of us. The natural inclination to pursue goals with energy and persistence and being hopeful and optimistic. And as I've mentioned before, this includes delayed gratification. So it takes emotional intelligence to, again, have that, have that discipline to delay gratification, to receive something better, bigger, more fulfilling in the future, not just to give in to those impulses. So motivation and self-regulation are a bit tied in that manner. Um, you know, mo get motivated behind something that is emotionally meaningful to you, not just what's going to be meaningful in the external realm of things to appease somebody else or to acquire something just to show that you've done it. But internal motiv motivation to fulfill you is part of that emotional intelligence. The fourth component is empathy the ability to understand the emotional makeup of other people the skill to treat people according to their emotional reactions and feel what others are going through access the same emotions as somebody else so this is like i said really putting yourself in somebody's shoes you know if you can't understand their problem on an intellectual standpoint if they're if somebody's coming up against something and you just can't understand it why why doesn't that make sense to you or how do you not see it like this empathy is actually going beyond that thought and like i said tying in that heart component where we put ourselves in their shoes and we can feel the emotions whether it be a struggle or misunderstanding whatever it may be but we really go to their level and absorb that and feel what they're feeling. So that is empathy, tying in that heart component. And the fifth component of emotional intelligence is social skills or handling relationships. Those kind of go hand in hand. So social skills are the proficiency in managing relationships, proficiency in building networks, and ability to find common ground and build rapport. So Again, how do you interact with others? You know, some people really struggle with, with that social awkwardness or it's really hard to, to express themselves and they feel a lot more comfortable just holding it in. And that's all right. And that's all right to, to struggle with. But to really experience this emotional intelligence and have a proper communication and communication is going to help you in so many aspects of your life whether it's your relationship whether it's you know friends whether it's a business or your career just being able to express yourself and articulate your emotions and how you're feeling and have a real conversation beneath that surface level going to the depths that's what really builds relationships and that social skill aspect is really going to help um, anyone in life. So why are these five components important? I want to share why self-awareness, self-regulation, self-motivation, empathy, and social skills are important in my life. Um, because it gives me the ability to understand myself on a deeper level. And for 
most of my life, I didn't understand myself on a deeper level. I just kept going through the motions and going through my day-to-day life, not really taking the time to to understand what makes me tick, to understand my emotions, to give myself time and space to analyze them, to find the meaning and importance of those emotions instead of maybe burying them or, or pushing them aside. Um, I'm, I'm no longer, well, not no longer, but I'm working on not running around on autopilot because that still happens. I'm not here to say I'm perfect. I'm not here preaching to the choir. I'm here to preach what I'm learning because I'm a student as well. And I'm in this as well. And I'm working on myself as well. I'm not saying I have all this mastered by any means. I'm just saying, hey, these, this is all the stuff that really is helping me and that's super fascinating to me and that I know is going to help so many people and I just want to spread that message. But I'm not here to say that I'm perfect and I'm not here to say that I've mastered any of this by any means. But yeah, it, it, it really helps me to, to understand myself and, and realize what's important to me and 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 to feel my emotions when i feel them instead of burying them because i thought that's what i was supposed to do i thought that's what a man does is that they, he puts his emotions aside and that he doesn't face that because that's not what a man does but man was i wrong so yeah that that that's definitely one um connection is another one going deeper in relationships and being able to express those emotions to people i care about and say how i'm feeling and why this might be bothering me and at the same time using empathy and understanding why somebody else might be feeling a certain way and why this isn't jiving or 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 create a more meaningful connection on a deeper level than just that surface uh, surface level connection um, it's helped me with my viewpoint and vision of success and goals and has really helped me implement delayed gratification something that again I've always looked to the future and I've always been a planner and I, I'm always trying to set myself up for for the long run I have been for sure but it's really solidified the delayed gratification aspect in my life and being motivated for internal reasons and what's going to fulfill me in the long run, not just external things, but yeah, just just really, really said, and, and if it is external things such as money or acquiring something, tying that into a bigger reason of why I'm doing that, not just to do it to get money, but I know I'm investing and I know I'm doing things so that I can be set up in the long run not just for me or not just to show that i've done something or acquired something but because there's such a deeper meaning of my family and what my family means to me and and what i can provide for the people i love and just has really helped me tie in a lot more significant meaning of why i'm doing all this uh it's helped really helped me with relationships like I said, to formulate those meaningful connections rather than just that surface level bonding. And this could be a relationship with friends, family, coworkers. Once you can tie in that emotional intelligence, be aware of how we're feeling and how somebody else is feeling, use self-regulation to, to hold us back from those impulsive triggers, you know, we can really amplify 
our relationships and having the emotional intelligence to be present and actually listen and actually care about what others are saying instead of having our own listening agendas and maybe thinking, what am I going to say next? Or I want to talk about me or I want to say this one thing, you know, being present and fully listening and caring about other people is, you know, you really need emotional intelligence to, to flourish in those aspects. And it's, it's helped me with my life clarity, the ability to understand myself, as I've mentioned, you know, understand what drives me, give myself that space, that time um, to understand my emotions, to understand not just that there's a whole other world other than just my auto programming, subconscious thinking world. You know, there's a whole other deeper side of this that ties in emotions and kind of a spiritual aspect of it. Um, you know, that's that's difficult to explain, but there's more than just the thinking mind, that, that monkey brain that's always going all the time. And if we, we give ourselves the space to slow down, we can really analyze this. And, and for me, that's where my life clarity really came, my vision, my purpose, what I wanted to be doing, why I wanted to be doing it, what goals I wanted to strive for, what I want to do with my life. These are all questions I did not have the answers for. And when I gave myself that time, learned about emotional intelligence, you know, started giving myself that space and understanding my emotions, I really, you know, these answers started to become a lot more apparent and, and clear to me. It's also helped me operate at a higher level because I, I, I now implement that optimism and I've, as I've said, delayed gratification, but I'm hopeful and optimistic and that takes self-motivation that takes the proper awareness to understand that things take time um, and and you know to control my emotions to operate at a high level I need to be controlling my emotions I need to have that self-regulation and it's also helped me to overcome obst difficult obstacles whether it's internal uh, internal struggles I'm going with with my own mind we all have that like the, we're human don't pre don't pretend that you're the only one that has that I have that everyone I know has internal struggles and being able to control our thoughts and redirect them to um, <clears throat> help us handle those you know impulsive emotional states to help us out of those those situations is 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 crucial to overcoming those difficult obstacles so i want to talk about strong emotions um and it's important to know that our culture and context has a large impact on the way we deal with strong emotions strong emotions are are feelings that can seem to take over and have a sense of control on what actions you take so some examples of strong emotions are emotions of being brave, captivated, curious, dejected, desperate, guilty, hateful, helpless, horrible, humble, miserable, fearful, envious, euphoric, bitter, sorrowful, thrilled, and terrified, and many more. You get, you get the point. But the point is that these are strong emotions. And when we feel these emotions, it feels like we lose control. Without the practice and without the awareness, these emotions will really dictate what, what type of actions we take. And it can lead us down a, a, a very negative path. So I want to amplify awareness that 
we have to look at how we might have been taught consciously or subconsciously about how to deal with our strong emotions. Um, how we deal with these emotions will directly impact our success in life. I, I, I strongly believe that. It's going to impact our relationships, our goals, our connections. It's going to impact our life. So let's consider that we might have been taught or we might believe that, and, and I relate to a lot of these as well because I did them. Ignoring your strong emotions will not mean that they go that they'll go away. And I truly practiced that, that, that belief for a very long time. <clears throat> I would just ignore them, push them aside and say, this, this will figure itself out. You know, that was my plan because I didn't have the understanding that <laughs> there was another option to take, that there was something I can learn, that there was something different that I could do. So I thought that ignoring my strong emotions, pushing them aside uh, is, is just going to make, you know, it'll figure itself out. Or hiding the strong emotions you experience doesn't mean they will go unnoticed by others. You know, even if I'm hiding them, pretending that they're not there, that doesn't mean that somebody else might be picking up some kind of subcurrent from that emotion that I'm feeling. You know, whether it's whether I'm feeling guilty or hateful or helpless or horrible, you know, even if I'm hiding that strong emotion and I think that I'm hiding it, Somebody else is probably going to be, be able to pick up on that, especially somebody with high emotional intelligence. So if we think we're hiding it, usually we're not fully hiding it. And usually it's going to affect, well, for sure it's going to affect us. And it's probably going to affect others around us as well because it's going to leak out. That's going to, that's going to come out. Other people are going to, going to notice that and it's going to affect that relationship or, or our energy in the time being while we're hiding that emotion. Strong emotions do influence your thoughts in a significant way, and if misunderstood, can lead to ineffective decisions and behaviors. So, strong emotions absolutely influence our thoughts. And if we're, if we're not understanding our emotions and understanding what it means, it's just going to absolutely take our thoughts for a ride. It's going to take our thoughts... And it's going to, those thoughts are going to plant really bad seeds everywhere, you know, and it's going to take over our thinking it's going to take over our brain and it's going to therefore take over our actions. So to prevent it from taking over our actions, we need to remain connected and present with the strong emotion you're experiencing. This will allow you to choose a different, more rewarding relationship with them. So embrace them, be aware of the pattern that it's creating, and understand you have the power to choose new actions. Again, this is not going to happen at the snap of your fingers. You know, this takes practice, this takes self-awareness over what's going on, naming this strong emotion, um, putting a highlight on it, being aware of what's happening. Because when we're not aware, we'll just act on our default programming. But step one is to have that awareness. Oh, man. There's this strong emotion. I'm feeling this and I want to act this way. And even if you do act that way, that's all right. Have the awareness that you're doing it. So as an emotion's intensity builds, it follows a logical sequence. And understanding this pattern is important. So let's look at some, uh, you know, those sequences. we've, We've created these sequences over and over and over again by the way we react. And it's now a habit to do. So I want to bring a spotlight 
on what some emotional defaults are. So when we're feeling a strong emotion, there's usually an emotional default that we'll revert to. Um, and I'll, I'll highlight some here. So we might feel a strong emotion, then we become naturally become an attacker. We come out swinging. The best defense is to go on the strong attack. And again, I'm the victim of many of these. I've, I've, I've been the attacker. I've been many of these. Um, another one is the victim. So we become overwhelmed by the emotion and we overgeneralize over the situation as a never-ending pattern. And we just sink and we feel sorry and we become that victim. Um, another one's an avoider. We withdraw from the situation. We deny or discount the situation. We avoid it. We push it aside, as I've mentioned. We become the hero, refuse to ask for help, unwilling to let go, become patronizing of others. We need to do it ourselves um, and really put it all on ourselves, kind of like overcompensating. There's the jabber, um, and this is use triggers or jabs to probe distracting emotions in others. So if you're feeling a, a strong emotion and it's it's overcoming and, and you don't want to face it, we out outleash and outlash by jabbing or poking somebody else's sensitive sides so so that we probe a distracting maybe a, a sensitive emotion in someone else so so it you know it's a, it's a decoy to what we're feeling we want to get rid of it we don't want to expose our strong emotion we want to avoid it so we end up jabbing somebody else we end up jabbing you know maybe somebody that we love to probe because we know what we say is going to probe their emotions and divert away from what we're actually feeling. And again, I've been the jabber many times. Um, then there's the saboteur. There's uh, the saboteur finds fault with everything, but they don't offer a solution. So you just, you know, again, uh, dealing with a strong emotion and, and you just say, everything everything is bad everything is negative there's no you know there's no light at the end of the tunnel we can't do this and just sabotages the whole the whole situation because that emotion is overwhelming they don't want to deal with it they just say there's no solution they don't look for a solution uh, there's an emotional default of pollyanna an unrealistic optimism strong positive bias and they fail to see emotional problems so, oh yeah, you know, everything's going to be amazing. We'll get through it and uh, it'll just all work out, you know. And to a sense, that's that's good to have. But when you're over the top and maybe always when you're feeling that strong emotion and, and you notice yourself reverting to that and it hasn't worked in the past, maybe it's time to change things up. And maybe it's time um, to not have such a strong positive bias on, on the situation. And there's the fortune teller, jump to unsupportive conclusions, catastrophize. Um, so you, you don't have evidence for what you're, what you're predicting. You're just saying this is going to happen. You know, this is going to be the worst thing ever. This is, gonna, this is all going to fall apart. Um, so that's the fortune teller. And there's the child, fail to take responsibility for, for own actions, uh, prone to whining. And there's a gloomy Gus pessimistic, uh, exaggerate issues, discount, discount own and others' qualities. So you put yourself down, everything's gray, everything's dark, 
you know, you just sink into it. So if any of these sound familiar to you, because I know a lot of them have or do sound familiar to me, uh, there is a way out. And so there's going to be that stimulus which causes us that strong emotion. And then instead of giving in, like I said, step one is self-awareness. Because first you need to be aware of what's going on. You need to be aware of your emotional default. Are you an attacker? Are you a victim? Are you an avoider? Are you a hero? Are you a jabber? Are you a saboteur? Are you a Pollyanna? Are you a fortune teller? Are you a child? Are you a gloomy Gus? And if so, recognize that. You know, own it. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong that that's your pattern, that that's your belief, that that's your natural programming. Okay, but what, let's own it because we have to own it to get past it. We can't keep avoiding it. So when the stimulus hits and this strong emotion is tugging at us, we need to suspend judgment and we need to create space and emotional non-attachment. So, and that's where self-regulation will come into play. So we have to have the awareness of what's going on and be aware of what we normally revert to. And then we have to learn how to self-regulate, how to redirect this. And once we learn how to redirect this, we can turn all these emotional defaults to the opposite. So the opposite effect of something like the attacker could be a team player, someone who wants to cooperate. The victim can be a strategist. The avoider can be an engager. The hero can be a collaborator. The jabber can be a supporter, utilize empathy. The saboteur can be a problem solver. The Pollyanna can be a pragmatist, you know, realistic. What's real here? The fortune teller can be a fortune seeker. Seek support of emotionally balanced evidence. The child can become an adult. And the gloomy Gus can become harmonious, self-compassionate, and positive. So again, to it, we can't just expect to improve our emotional intelligence. We can't just expect to amplify our awareness without actually practicing, without actually putting these, this awareness now into practice. And, and really, this is step one. If this is something new to you, or even if you know about it, if you know about it and you're still struggling with it, that means you have to take more action on it, whether that's journaling about, you know, whatever you're going through, whatever your emotional default might be, journal about if you're an attacker, why you might be an attacker, how you might have acquired this throughout your life. Having that understanding will really help bring clarity and really help guide you to Amplify that awareness so you can practice self-regulation to redirect those emotions and and you know improving your social skills and Practicing empathy. These are all not things that you know, some people aren't born with them I'm sure some people are but these are all skills that can be improved and in my opinion can be improved a lot easier than our IQ than our intellectual intelligence So I want to end by saying Understanding our emotions within ourselves and others will give us a multitude of benefits. These benefits will have an impact on our life on a much larger scale than you think. When we learn to combine our focus of the heart and the mind in a higher sense of consciousness, we will gain the power to have much more control of our desires. 
Let's be aware of our strong emotions. Use self-regulation to tame them. Be motivated by internal drives rather than external. Have empathy towards others and practice social skills to amplify your emotional intelligence. In doing this, you will, no doubt, surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.